This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. What a fellowship, what a joy divine, leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness, what a peace is mine, leaning on the everlasting arms. Leaning, leaning, safe and secure from all alarms. Someday for a crown 
in the old rugged cross stained with blood so divine a wondrous beauty i see for twas on that old cross jesus suffered and died to pardon and sanctify me so i cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last i lay down i would cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday To the old rugged cross I will ever be true Its shame and reproach gladly bear Then he'll call me someday To my home far away Where his glory forever I'll share So I'll cherish the old Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it someday for a crown Thanks Debbie and Jim for those beautiful songs. Welcome to this worship service, good neighbors. You're listening to a Neighbors United in Christ parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Pastor Greg Wilcox. Thanks today to Debbie Tagg and Jim Halgerud, our musicians. Thanks to Kathy Christensen, who's reading our lessons and sharing the children's message with us. And thanks to our recording engineer, Isaac Christensen, for keeping us on track and putting this recording together and many, many thanks to each of you who are listening to this podcast today. You can listen to each weekly service live at 8 a.m. on WPCA Radio at 93.1 FM or live on their website at wpcaradio.org each Sunday morning. You can also listen anytime through our podcast, available on your smartphone via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on our website, which is nuicparish.org. I encourage you to subscribe and listen to our services whenever you get the chance and to our new services which download each Sunday morning. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, or through our website, which again is nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Mark and Joanne Erickson, and we thank the Ericksons for their generosity. WPCA Radio, and, and we thank WPCA Radio for this broadcast. We depend on the generosity of listeners like you to keep the podcast going. Just one additional announcement for tonight. This is my last recording, and I want to 
thank uh, Jim and Debbie, our musicians, who have been wonderful partners throughout this past year and doing this recording, Isaac, who very patiently puts up with uh, the variety of things we come up with. And thanks to Kathy Christensen and to Steve Helling and to Eileen Flatten, who kind of rotate, depending on which church the Sunday service is, doing our lessons and our children messages. It's been a wonderful part of my year-long interim ministry to do this weekly podcast. Occasionally challenging to get the sermon ready by midweek, but being part of this little team and imagining the people who are listening out there, not only here in Wisconsin, but Minnesota and other states around the country, it is a real gift, and I'm grateful for Neighbors United in Christ for continuing to sponsor this podcast. So many thanks to all of the folks who are part of it, and many blessings to all of you who continue to listen to this podcast. Jesus said that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Even though we aren't all together in a church today, we are gathered in Jesus' name, and he is present with each of us. His presence with us is a gift we celebrate and proclaim as we worship together. We're in the season of Lent. As you participate in our worship today, you might want to have a purple cloth to lay before you, a candle, a cross, and a Bible to follow along with our Bible readings today. We continue our worship asking God to bless our time together in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm using a little different uh, service for confession and forgiveness for the Lenten season, but we continue, and I invite you to listen along as I do the confession of sins. In the name of God, who makes a way in the wilderness, walks with us, and guides us in our pilgrimage. Amen. Holy One, we confess that we have wandered far from you. We have not trusted in your promises. We have ignored your prophets in our own day. We have squandered our inheritance of grace. We have failed to recognize you in our midst. Have mercy on us. Forgive us and turn us again to you. Teach us to follow in your ways. Assure us again of your love and help us to love our neighbor. Amen. Here then the absolution. Beloved in Christ, the word draws near to you and all who call out to God shall be saved. In Jesus, God comes to you again and again and gathers you under wings of love. In Jesus' name, your sins are all forgiven. God journeys with you and teaches you how to live in love. Amen. I'll invite Jim and Debbie to come again and do some more gathering songs for us, please. Let me live, blessed Lord, in the light of thy word. Let my life be a light on the hill Leading souls now astray To the straight narrow way Help me do some good deed while I live Let my life be a light Shining out through the night May I help struggling ones to the fold, spreading cheer everywhere to the sad and the lone. Let my life 
Debbie, today is kind of a bittersweet day, you know, it's 13 months since Pastor Wilcox came, and I don't know where the time came, went, Pastor, but it's gone, and uh, I want to thank you. Um, it's been our privilege having you as a minister. So, I thought we should do something special. So I got a hold of the Songwriters Guild, the Little Falls Songwriters Guild, they're, they're kind of a famous bunch, and I asked them if they could probably write something, you know, write a nice song for this occasion. And I tell you what, they come up with a humdinger. Mm -hmm. We're going to do it right now. And it might have been penned when someone was spreading manure. So <laughs> just keep that in mind. I don't know if you want to repeat it. Well, okay. <laughs> there once was a young man grew up on the wet coast. He said helping people was what he liked the most. He went to school for a preacher to be And was sure glad he landed at NUIC So long, it's been good to have you So long, it's been good to have you So long, it's been good to have you It's been fun singing this song Now you're gonna be traveling on California, Minnesota, South Dakota to here. 
Wherever he went, they loved him so dear. Whatever he did, he gave it his all. From preaching the gospel to playing pickleball. So long, it's been good to have you. So long, it's been good to have you. So long, it's been good to have you. It's been fun singing this song. And we're sure gonna miss you when you're gone. Boy, Debbie, I sure hope somebody doesn't steal this song from us. Uh, I don't think you have to worry about okay. that. <laughs> thanks again, Pastor. Thanks, Jim and Debbie. Especially thanks for that last song. I will always remember that. It has been a gift to be part of these podcasts and that little song was a wonderful reminder of the fun and the humor, the laughter that we've shared along with the preaching and the singing and the praying. So thank you very, very much. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Please join your hearts with mine as I pray the prayer of the day. Let us pray. Let's pray. Eternal God, your kingdom has broken into our troubled world through the life, death, and resurrection of your Son. Help us to hear your word and obey it, and bring your saving love to fruition in our lives. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I'll invite Kathy to come and read our lessons and do our children's message for us. Kathy? The first lesson comes from Isaiah, the 55th chapter, verses 1 through 9. The Lord says, Come, everyone who is thirsty, here is water. Come, you have have no money, but buy grain and eat. Come, buy wine and milk, and it will cost you nothing. Why spend money on that things that does not satisfy? Why spend your wages and still be hungry? Listen to me. And do what I say, and you will enjoy the best food of all. Listen now, my people, and come to me. Come to me, and you will have life. I will make a lasting covenant with you and give you a blessing I promised to David. I made him a leader and a commander of nations, and through him I showed them my power. Now you will summon foreign nations. At one time they did not know you, but now they will come running to join you. I, the Lord, your God, is is the holy God of Israel, will make all this happen, and I will give you honor and glory. Turn to the Lord and pray to him now that he is near. Let the wicked leave their way of life and change their way of thinking. Let them turn to the Lord, our God. He is merciful and quick to forgive. My thoughts, says the Lord, are not like yours, and my ways are different from yours. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are my ways and thoughts above yours. The next reading comes from Psalm 63, verses 1 through 8. O God, you are my God, and I long for you. My whole being desires like a dry, worn-out, waterless land. My soul is thirsty for you. Let me see you in the sanctuary. Let me see you how mighty and glorious you are. 
Your constant love is better than life itself, and so I will praise you. I will give you thanks as long as I live. I will raise my hands to you in prayer. My soul will feast and be satisfied, and I will sing glad songs of praise to you. As I lie in bed, I remember your, you all night long. I think of you because you have always been my help. In the shadow of your wings, I sing for joy. I cling to you. I give you hands to keep me safe. Those who are trying to kill me will no longer go down into the world of the dead. And then the last reading comes from 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, beginning verses 1 through 13. I want you to remember, my brothers, what happened to our ancestors who followed Moses. They were under the protection of a cloud, and they all passed safely through the Red Sea. In the cloud and in the sea, they were all baptized as followers of Moses. All ate and drank the same spiritual bread, and all drank and the spiritual drink. They drank from the spiritual rock that went with them, and that rock was Christ himself. But even when God was pleased with most of them, so their dead bodies, but God was not pleased with most of them, so their dead bodies were scattered over the desert. Now all of this is example of, to us, to warn us not to desire evil things that they did, nor to worship idols as some of them did. As the scripture says, the people sat down to a feast which turned into an orgy of drinking and sex. We must not be guilty of sex, sexual immorality as some of them were. And in one day, 23,000 of them fell dead. We must not put the Lord to the test as some of them did. And they were killed by snakes. We must not complain as some of them did. And then they were destroyed by the angel of death. All these things happened to them as examples for others. And they were written down for a warning for us. For we live at a time when the end is about to come. Whoever thinks he is standing firm, then better be careful that he does not fall. Every test that you have experienced is the kind that normally comes to people, but God keeps his promise, and he will not allow you to be tested beyond your power to remain firm. At the time you are put to the test, he will give you the strength to endure it and so provide you with a way out. Here ends the readings. It's time now to talk with the young people of the parish. Hi, guys. Have you ever had a bad day? A day when you wake up and get ready for school and then find out that you overslept and you're already late? Your mom tells you to get dressed and you hurry up? You, put on, you want to put on your favorite red shirt, but it's dirty? So you can't wear it to school, so you have to wear the blue one, which you don't like at all. You come to the kitchen and dump your favorite cereal on the floor and have to eat a piece of toast instead. And of course, there's no jelly. You have to run to catch the bus and you find out your seat is empty because your friend who usually sits with you is sick. And now you don't have anybody to talk to. When you get to school, you realize that you left your homework sitting on the kitchen table. <sighs> Lunch comes around, and you think this is great because you're having your favorite food, chicken nuggets and french fries, only to find out it's grilled cheese sandwiches and carrot sticks, which you hate. 
The only thing that's good about the lunch is the dessert because there's a big chocolate chip cookie with zillions of chocolate chips in it. Well, the afternoon isn't much better. There's a test you forgot to study for and you keep breaking the lead on your pencil that you have. Well, you finally get home from school and you find out you're having lima beans for supper. Can it get any worse? Well, it's bedtime. You got soap in your eyes when you took a shower. You have to wear the PJs that are just too small and your toothbrush fell into the toilet. You just wanna go to bed. But when you get in bed, your night lights burned out and now you have to sleep in the dark. Can anything else go wrong? Well, then your mother comes in to say goodnight. And in her hand, she has brought a night light bulb to fix the night light and now it's working. Mom says, I see you had a pretty bad day today. But remember, she says, that I always love you no matter whatever happens to you. And I will always love you. And also remember that Jesus loves you too. Jesus is always with you, no matter what kind of day you're having, good or bad. Jesus loves you and will help you through any of those days. And then she says, good night, sleep well. And of course, she gives you a kiss. You fall asleep knowing that Jesus is with you. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for helping me every day, no matter what kind of day I have, because I know you will always be, love me. Amen. Lord, 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 there is a place for me in the scheme of things, in the service of the King. Lord, 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 there is no job too great as I grow in faith. There's no job too great. Lord, 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 there is no road too long cause you made me strong. There's no road too long. Lord, 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 there is no stream too wide with you by my side. There's no stream to wind. Let me help someone through the darkest hour. Let me shine, shine, shine like the beacon's tower. Let my light be strong and myself be small. Let me know the truth that I'm one with all. Lord, 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 there is no job too small, cause I'm one with all. There's no job too small. Lord, 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 there is a place for me in the scheme of things, in the service of the King. Lord, 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 there is no job too great as I grow in faith. There's no job too great. Lord, 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 oh Lord, 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 oh Lord, 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 oh Lord, Lord, Lord. Thanks, Kathy, for reading our lessons and for that wonderful 
children's message about a very bad day and the lovely song as well. Our gospel lesson for this third Sunday in Lent is from the gospel according to Luke, the 13th chapter, verses 1 through 9. At that very time, there were some present who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. He asked them, do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were worse sinners than all other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those 18 who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think they were worse offenders than all others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? He replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. The Gospel of our Lord. Dear friends in Christ, it's hard to be criticized. I don't know anyone who really likes it when someone tells them that they're wrong in some particular way or another. Many of us, I think, get a little defensive when we're criticized. Not long ago, I boarded my dog, Inga, at a new kennel. I'd, it had gotten good reviews, so I was satisfied that Inga would get good care when she was there and I was out of town. But what I didn't count on was that I'd be scrutinized and questioned by the kennel owner about how I took care of Inga. What kind of food did I feed her, he wanted to know. How did I store my food to ensure that it would stay fresh? And how much food did I give Inga, and how often? And on and on it went. All the implied criticism started to get to me. I was bringing my dog to a kennel after all, not a baby to daycare. When I picked Inga up after a week away, I was paying the bill and thanking the owner for taking care of Inga when a mother and daughter came into the office. The owner looked at them and said sternly, I've got a bone to pick with you. All three of us looked alarmed. Apparently their dog, a black lab named Prince, had eaten a pair of glasses right before he was kenneled and had pooped them out while he was at the kennel. As I took Inga and discreetly let the, left the office, the owner was launching into the dangers of leaving things lying around for Prince to get his paws and his teeth into. I felt glad that I was only guilt, guilty of giving Inga too much poorly stored dog food and that I wasn't getting lectured like the mother and the daughter. In fact, comparing myself to them, I decided I was really a pretty darn good dog owner after all. In this curious mix of criticism and comparison, we're all tempted at times, when looking at others, to let ourselves off the hook. We might even say, compared to that sneak or that liar or that crook, I'm really a pretty darn good person. And it is exactly to people doing this sort of thing in our gospel lesson today that Jesus takes real exception. Not once, but twice, he says clearly, unless you all repent, you too will lose your lives. We all need to hear that warning and to take it to heart. But 
Unlike my experience at the kennel and many, many others in which being criticized is a hard pill to swallow, Jesus' clear warning in our gospel lesson today to his listeners then and to each of us now is really, really good news. And when Jesus tells us that we need to repent, that we're on the wrong track and we need to change our ways, instead of sneaking off to avoid getting lectured or feeling smug that we're really not that bad, we need to stay put and listen carefully to learn how to find the peace, the hope, the life God wants for each of us. Because Jesus' warning is not an angry denunciation, but an urgent and loving promise. How? How can this be? Let me share one of the more memorable experiences I had when I was told I was off track, that I'd made a mistake and was headed in the wrong direction, and how being told that brought me a profound sense of relief and joy of hope and peace. It happened when I was canoeing up in the Boundary Waters in northern Minnesota. I was with a friend and we had four of our kids along. The six of us were in three canoes, each canoe loaded with a variety of food packs, camping gear, clothes, and personal items. We'd been out for a couple of days and were fairly deep into the wilderness. We didn't have a GPS. We couldn't get a signal on any of our cell phones. A storm was approaching and we were lost. I know you can't see this, but I'm holding up a map. All we had was this map. And if you could see it, you see you could see that it covers a particular area of the BWCA, the Boundary Waters Canoe Area. It covers the Jackfish and Bear Trap Lake Area, and it has dozens of lakes, large and small. On the map, there are red dots that mark campsite locations and red lines that show where there is a portage. And the portage, as I've mentioned in other sermons, is a trail between lakes on which you can carry your canoes and gear to get from one lake to another. Well, we sat in our canoes in a little bay as I stared at this map, trying desperately to make sense of just where we were and where we needed to get to find the next portage and then a campsite. The distant rumbling of the thunderstorm was getting less distant. I thought for sure I knew right where we were, but nothing on shore seemed to match what I was looking at on the map. Just then, two guys came around the bend of the bay paddling fast. They stopped for a moment as I called out, asking if they knew where the portage was to the next lake. And that's when they told me. We were pretty far off course. We were in the wrong bay at the wrong end of the lake. They pointed to a huge pine far down the lake and said to turn into the bay just past that pine, and we'd find the portage and the campsite beyond. I thanked them, and with a sudden feeling of deep joy and elation, we were in the wrong bay at the wrong end of the lake and heading in the wrong direction. What great news that was. Because now, and only now, could we change course, head in the right direction, find the portage, and with just a few minutes to spare, get our tents and our tarps set up before the storm hit and the rain came pouring down. The Greek word for repentance is metanoia, and it means literally to turn and go the other direction. And there are three aspects in our head and our hearts to repentance, to metanoia. The first is the awareness that we're mistaken, that we're lost, we're headed on the wrong path. The second is the discovery of a new perspective, the right path. And the third is embracing that new perspective and taking that right path. 
Sounds easy enough when I list these aspects of repenting. And hopefully the little story about being lost in the wilderness helps you see how one could literally be overjoyed to be told they are wrong and need to change direction. But in practice, of course, repentance and change, soul-deep change of our attitudes and our actions is anything but easy. We need help. And the little parable at the end of the gospel lesson today about the barren fig tree suggests that that is just what Jesus offers each of us. In the parable of the fig tree, the fig tree has no fruit and hasn't had any for three years. The owner of the vineyard wants to cut it down, but the gardener asks him to wait another year, while he, the gardener, digs around it and puts down more manure, all in an attempt to get it to do what it was created to do, bear fruit. Jesus never tells us the outcome of this grace-filled attempt by the gardener to wait and work on the little tree, all the while hoping it will respond to his loving care. But the outcome is not the point of the parable. It is the waiting and working and loving care that is the point. Because that is exactly what Jesus offers each of us. Broken, selfish, sinful people who need every day to repent, to change, to head in a different direction, to bear fruit. And though our text doesn't tell us this, we know that Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem where he will suffer and die horribly on a cross for us. And it is suffering for the sake of our sins, like the gardener waiting, working, lovingly caring for the tree that is meant to lead us each to repentance. One last little story to illustrate how that might work in our heads and our hearts. One whole summer while I was growing up, my father left and was traveling overseas. My mom was left with two teenage boys, me, 15, and my brother, 19. It was a hard summer in a whole host of ways, but especially for my mom, who had to put up with and parent the two of us, who were often unruly and often unpleasant. One night after dinner, mom called us to come and have devotions. This is something we did every night. On this particular night, something my mother read in the little devotional book started Tim, my brother, and me laughing, and we just couldn't or wouldn't stop. Mom waited for us to finish, to quiet down, to listen, and we didn't. And finally, with all the stress and strain of missing my dad and dealing with the two of us, she broke down in tears and ran into her bedroom, falling, weeping upon her bed. Seeing what my indifferent and disrespectful attitude did to my mom, seeing the woman who had loved me so completely through all of my 15 years hurt by me so deeply, cut off my thoughtless laughter and cut me to the quick. After a moment of stunned silence, I ran from the room and fell weeping beside my mom on her bed. Wasn't something I thought about, wasn't something I decided on. It was sheer gift and grace. My 15-year-old self repenting, turning, changing, when I was confronted not by anger, but by my mother's love and suffering. Here in the midst of our Lenten journey, Jesus calls us, each and every one of us, to repent. To know, just as he knows, the shape of our sin, the ways we get lost, the hurt we cause others, our indifference to other people's suffering. But also here in the midst of our Lenten journey, Jesus waits and works and lovingly cares for us, cares for us enough to suffer and die for us, hoping, always hoping, that we will repent, will change, will grow a little more deeply into living faithfully and gracefully the life for which God has created us, 
a life full of the fruit of mercy and forgiveness and service. Amen. I am weak, but thou art strong. Jesus, keep me from all Thanks, Jim and Debbie. 
We continue then as we confess our faith together in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven, he is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I'll invite Debbie and Jim to come and do our prayers of intercession. Please. We offer these prayers for the church, the world, and all who are in need. We pray for the church around the world in all its forms, for pastors, deacons, bishops, chaplains, and mission developers, for church councils, committee chairs, and all lay ministry leaders, for congregations that contemplate difficult decisions about the future of their ministry. Merciful God, receive our prayer for the health of this planet and the well-being of its creatures, for lands impacted by droughts and at risk of wildfires, for fig trees and vineyards that produce fruit for our nourishment and delight, for animal habitats threatened by climate change. Merciful God, receive our prayer for those called into positions of civic responsibility, for judges, attorneys, and court administrators tasked with uncovering truth and delivering justice, for activists and community leaders who cast a vision of a more compassionate and equitable society. And here we will special remember the people of Ukraine. Merciful God, receive our prayer. For those who call upon you for mercy, for all who live in poverty and experience hunger, for any who feel tested beyond their strength, for those who are hospitalized or near death, and for all in need of healing. And especially we remember Rachel and Derek Helling, Geneva Phelps, Jean Hoisington, Jeanette Helling, Craig Olson, Jack Alton, Arlene Johnson, Sawyer Sprague, Becky Anderson, Kelsey Zamuda, Pat and Lucille Trof, Christina Burgett, Helen Erickson, Gary Fredrickson, Randy Goglin, Rachel Seacrest, Julie Dubois, Jim Wade, and Scott Morgan. Merciful God, receive our prayer. For the advocacy efforts of this congregation, 
for those whose faith leads them to speak difficult truths and engage in difficult conversations with policymakers, for those who promote mercy over vengeance or retaliation. Merciful God, receive our prayer. For those whose earthly journeys have ended, we give thanks. With Fuddy we gang, and all the saints, we praise you for the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Accept the prayers we bring, O God, on behalf of a world in need, for the sake of Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. Send us love. Send us power, send us grace. Continue then with the sharing of the peace. Now may the peace of Christ be with you always. I'll invite you to bless yourself for someone you're worshiping with using the Trinity formula, which is, Be blessed, or I am blessed, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We'll continue then with the communion part of our service. When we celebrate Holy Communion, we gather with all the saints from every time and place to hear again the story of God's power and love shown to us through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. I'll share now the words of institution, then we'll pray together the Lord's Prayer, and then I'll invite you to eat the bread and drink the wine. Hear these words. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body broken for you. Do this as oft as you eat it in remembrance of me. Again after supper he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to all of them to drink, saying, This cup is my blood shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread and drink this wine, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Let's pray together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now let's taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread or the wafer, and as you eat it, hear this promise from Jesus. This is my body broken for you. Now take the wine and the grape juice and hear this promise from Jesus. This is my blood shed for you. Receive the communion blessing. And now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Amen. 
I'll invite you also to receive the benediction at this time. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'll invite Jim and Debbie to come and do our closing songs. The Lord is mine and I am his. His banner over me is love. The Lord is mine and I am his. His banner over me is love. The Lord is mine and I am his. His banner over me is love. His banner over me is love. He brought me to his banqueting He brought me to his banqueting table, his banner over me is love. He brought me to his banqueting table, his banner over me is love. His banner over me is love. He is the vine and we are the branches, his banner over me is love. He is the vine and we are the branches, his banner over me is love. He is the vine and we are the branches, his banner over me is love. His banner over me is love. Jesus is the rock of my salvation, his banner over me is love. Jesus is the rock of my salvation, his banner over me is love. Jesus is the rock of my salvation, his banner over me is love. His banner over me is love. His banner over me is for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amherst, Wisconsin. Our pastor today is the Reverend Greg Wilcox. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. Nothing you ask will be